Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. Once your calendar hits Friday, you know very well the locker room is going to hit this dial 99.7 FM. Here on the locker room, we preview all of the weekend's action. And oh my, oh my, what a weekend we have on our hands. All across, across board everywhere, there are big stuff to look up forward, up and forward to. But first in England. And the header is in from Darwin Nunez. Out swinging corner. And the Uruguay who missed an open goal from three yards out at the end of the first half hasn't let it affect him at all. We have 13 games to go in the Premier League as the you know, English soft, as the English soft flight you know, nears its business end. Arsenal have a five-point lead atop the table, but stealthily laying in behind for any slip-ups is Manchester City. The Premier League's top brass take on Bournemouth and Newcastle respectively. Mid-table though, Chelsea lay. And for Liverpool, they welcome their colour devils.
on their horses. Manchester United go to Anfield. Confidence, they, no confidence than they have ever been in the last five years. And with the Carabao Cup neatly tagged in, maybe the quadruple might well and truly be on. Pack all of that aside though, because this weekend we burn some ties in Formula One. So Paris let us stop it by. We're stopping 1.1 behind. Verstappen. He is champion of the world in 2022. Lights out and away we go. Well, almost. <laughs> the 2023 F1 season is on the horizon. 17 old names and three rookies take to the grid. As Barry and Luke said, to take us off. Will it be Max Verstappen for a third consecutive time when the year comes to an end graciously? Or will, we, or will Lewis Hamilton grab the eighth and carve for himself a private porch in F1's legend? And which of the new rookies, you know, are going to leave heads dazzling and leave the grid blazing in the steam of their flames when the season takes off this Sunday? We have all of the analysis and the preview as Bahrain takes us off on Sunday. One thing we have done consistently on the locker room over the last four, five, or even six weeks is to bring you special conversations with special sports personalities and also promising sports personalities here on this DAO. And for you today, or even tonight, <laughs> it will be no different. I don't think you've seen much of me, but you've read much of me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you had seen what much of me, you would have said, if I've, I've been in this Generation. Yes, yeah. generation of professionalism. It would have been a different thing. That's why some people look at me and say, ah, this, look, this guy looks like, uh, you know, comparatively with what Messi have done. Mm. Messi is one of the best. We cannot run away. But Polo looks different. But Abedi Pele said it once that you and uh, Maradona are the only two players in the world who are better than him. Exactly. <laughs> it's Mohamed Polo the magician, Mohamed Polo the magnificent. Mohamed Polo, the maestro, the wizard. <laughs> and if you think I'm only messing around, listen to him say it himself. Mohamed Polo, the dribbling magician. Mohamed Polo, the magnificent. The story about the, 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 the magician player. The player with different accolades. I'm a maestro. I'm a wizard. 
I'm Polo to Polo. I'm Wonder Boy. I'm player extraordinaire. I'm scientist footballer. I'm footballer extraordinaire. Masa, mention them. You see, I've already read the, the name is is in the book. Different different accolades. <laughs> Mohammed Polo, the man. He was speaking to my colleague Mubarak Haruna last year ahead of his book launch. This year, he spoke to Nathaniel Atto after submitting his five-year football development plan to the president, Nana Akufo-Addo. A plan, he says, will improve all of Ghana's... No, not improve, restore all of Ghana's lost football pride. So we'll listen in on parts of his interview or conversation with Nathaniel Atto. It's a packed 60 minutes of sports. I am Michelle Kwese Queno. This is The Locker Room. If you'd love to send me a message, I'd love to read it. 55 Stick and stay. Radio, live online. This is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. So as I've already mentioned, we have a lot to do here on The Locker Room. But yet still, there's one team, one name. Who, or should I say which, will never stop serving its fans and the entire local football community all of the spice and drama. Alright, so Hustle Folk are preparing for a few Super Clash and President's Cup this weekend. And you think that is what's going to lead all the local football headlines. But no, you are wrong. It's rather this. So, I mean, some of the supporters, uh, some section of the supporters, which of course I support them because I believe the coach is not doing well. That is what we want to do. If, if the management will not prevent him, they will not take him there, uh, out from, the, from, I mean, from being on the touchline. Who resist this because we believe he will not help us, and we'll do that. And how do you intend on, um, you know, ensuring he's not there? So don't worry. Now I'm going to the bridge and cross it. All right. So House of Folk have hit a snag recently. They won only one of their last six Premier League games. When Matic first came in, the Phobians were flying, and for a point, at even at a point, they were on top of the Premier League table. But now ties have turned, and with Hearts also out of the FA Cup. Fans also want Slavko Matic, who is their head coach, out of the club. They vow to ensure he doesn't take the charge. No, he doesn't take charge of the club this Sunday when Kotoko come calling. And today they carried on with their promise and prevented Matic from taking charge of the team's training session. It's reported that the Serbian, you know, took a blow to his nose. But when the Serb was appointed earlier on, he had only one promise and one plea. To House of Oak fans, I believe in these guys. I believe in the, this team because they take care of us. Millions of fans. Uh, just I want to send this message to support us, uh, to give us little time. And I believe with good work, uh, very fast we will see results. Time. I don't think House of Oak fans can afford that for Slavko Matic. They want him out now. And on the line. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
on with me is Kobe Jones, who is the PRO for the National Chapters Committee. Hello, Kobe. How are you doing? Good evening. I'm fine. All right. And uh, your club is up in flames, if that's a very good way to put it. I don't know how your day has went and I don't know how your day has gone um, today. Can you just like sum it up for me today? Uh, thank you. Um, we are not up in flames, like you're saying. Um, our focus is on this match on Sunday. I mean... Uh, what I've been like the one referring to are issues that are internal to the club and we're dealing with it. But our main focus is on the match against Kotoko on Sunday. So um, it's not like we are up in arms or up in trains like the thing, no. All right, yeah. Okay, you clarify you're not up in arms, but um, today sections of the media report that when Slavko Matic, you know, uh, attempted to enter uh, the stadium and, you know, the training center to take charge of training with his hearts, guys, um, fans did not allow him they prevented him from entering and even he he sustained a blow he started, sustained injuries to his nose after he took a blow uh, he said he took a blow the blow yeah he took like he's he said uh, one fan punched him in in, in the nose oh, and, no, and, and he had to go and he had to go to the hospital after going to report to the police station oh, no 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 that, no that's not, you, you shouldn't lie like that that is not true because i was there whatever i was there i mean when even he came and the fans was they were like, they will not allow him to go in with the car. Later, he spoke to the fans. We allow him. He went inside. He spoke to the uh, players. And before they, I mean, we, we, we told him that it's not safe for him to clean because, I mean, the agitation was too much and he has to go back. Nobody touched him. I'm surprised he's saying that somebody punched him and he has to go to hospital. I'm, I'm surprised he's saying that. All right. But, I mean, during midweek... <laughs> You sort of vowed, yeah, you vowed. You mentioned that you're not going to, uh, fans won't sit down and watch Slavko take charge of Haas versus Kotoko on Sunday. And uh, you mentioned that you're going to, let, let's say in quotes, drive him out to the club. But now you infor- also inform us that you, you, you permitted him to enter the training, to access the training facility and take charge. Does it mean you've changed your stance? I changed my stand like well, no, I, no, I, mean, I told you the last you, time that you fans, uh, fans there are, are going so to many happen. things that is going on in the club that we are not happy and supported. And uh, maybe the management or the board are not taking decisions and we believe that we cannot sit aloof for all these things to happen. I mean, we've started here in Accra, we've lost about three matches. I mean, we lost two consecutive matches and our match against Kodokoyo, it's too crucial, you know that. And the one fans of us supposed to agitate it, I mean... Mostly, is some of these matches. We realized that, I mean, the way the coach is going about things was not helping us. Let me give you an example. When he came, um, some of the senior and established players that we have in the team, some of them, he said he can't work with them. Even when the management or the board persuaded him to stay with some of the players like Mohamed Alassane and Fou, he said he can't work with them. You understand? And, of course, we are supposed we didn't have anything to say because we knew that maybe there would be a replacement. But he couldn't get any good replacement for us. I mean, if you look at some of the players that he brought into the team, most of the players that he employed or he, he brought in because he played friendly matches with certain teams and he, to him, they are, they are good players. I mean, as of all, we don't do it um, justify increasing players. Normally, we want to establish players. Players will come in and come and, you know, hit the ground run. Especially when they are... Uh, registering players for the second round of the league where we're in a very poor position. We realize that all these things are not helping us. I mean, some of the senior players, we don't even see them near the team. Those that we, we know consistently have been helping the team and playing well for the team. So, I mean, there are so many things and 
if the board and management will not take action, I really are not saying that um, they, of course, they employ the coach, uh, fine, but we are also supporters. When we lose, uh, we know what happens to us as supporters. I mean, supporters, we go with our emotions. Our only winning bonus is what, winning a match. So <laughs> if the team is not doing well, I mean, he, at the end of the match, he's paid. But we are suffering every day. So if we think that so something is going and it's not helping the club, I mean, we need to we need to get up and and and, and take our club. And that's what we do. There's not anything. All right. Okay. And um, just to play devil's mm-hmm. advocate, today is Friday. It's not. Even, I mean, it's Friday evening. Will be 8 p.m. in like some 30 minutes. If Slavko Matic is sacked tonight, or let's say early tomorrow morning, is it not short, too short, uh, you know, a time to prepare? players who are already underperforming for a high-profile clash which has two things on the line three points don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting one hundred dollars back and 100 percent accurate taxes only from intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. And also the President's Cup. So you are saying that the players are underperforming. So who has been in charge of these players who have been underperforming? Before Drasko, uh, Slavko came, these players were performing. So why are they underperforming now? I mean, but to be fair to Slavko, under Samoboy, do these same players... We're failing to get the results after some time before Boedu was sacked. Hart had failed to win about seven or eight games. They were not but what did goals, they, did they same players who played to the certain, um, uh, you know, at, at the one point in the time, we were even on top of the league. There is not the same players. So, what happened? I mean, we've not, the same players who played and at one stage were on top of the league. Now you are saying that they underperforming. So, what happened? Exact, exactly the, the coach point. Came, okay. you, the, the coach came, since you've known Slavko, have you seen his first 11? Has he been consistent with players? He's a rotating player. How can you build a team like that? All right. I mean, you've been, you're a journalist, you've been following the club. You know what is happening in the Ghana very, very Power Premier League. You follow Hasopo. Have you seen Hasopo consistent 11? If today we ask you, can you be able to mention Hasopo 11? In every game, he changes. How can you build a team like that? I mean, as a folk, we, are, we, are, we don't know that. I mean, those things, it will not help our club. Okay, so I, I don't know if I'm permitted to do this, but especially since maybe it might not really hold a lot of water because you don't really take decisions at the club. But if you're put on the spot and ask to name one coach uh, to replace Slavko at this point, this will be the final question. Which name are you going to pick? We are not we are, we are not appointing authority. We don't bring coaches. Um, there is board and management who take control of the team. They employ coaches. They brought all the coaches to manage and board and all those people. You remember the year we won the league? We started with New Doom. Then it got Papich came. Then Bobby, uh, board also came. So, I mean, they know. All these coaches that are mentioned, we didn't suggest any of them to them. So they will know what to do. Okay, all right. Thank you so much, Kobe. I'm I'm grateful for your time. All right, thank you. All right, so that was Kobe Jones, PR of the National Chapters Committee of Hearts of Oak. They say they want Slavko Matic out, but at the moment, it doesn't seem like they're going to get their wish. The club 
you know, top hierarchy, same. But we want to just stay with Slavko in the meantime. Sunday, we'll see how things go on. But in the meantime, we're going to continue our deep dive into Hearts of Folk and try and understand why the club is now failing to perform. Because when Slavko Matic came in, at a point in time, they were flying. They were sitting on top of the Premier League table for about two or three weeks, winning games here and there. And then they lost in the FA Cup. And since then, after getting knocked out, it's all been downhill for the Phobians. There's more coming on the locker room. You're still listening to the locker room. You're on your favorite station, 99.7 Joy FM. And in the past, like, 10, 15 minutes, we've been having our deep dive into Hearts of Folk to understand, you know, why the club is the way it is currently. And they're in such a poor round of form. And, you know, fans, you know, clamoring and asking for Slavko matches to leave. And now joining me on the phone line is Coach Ali, a very, you know, vocal and loud House of Folks fan, just like any of his other colleagues. Hello, Coach, how are you? Michelle, I'm fine. I don't even know if I should have asked that question because you, you, you tell me you're fine, but obviously with the way hearts is looking, you cannot be, you know, exactly fine. Uh, you know, recently when it's Wednesday and also Sunday, I have a mixed feeling because in the morning, especially on Sunday, I'll go to church, praise God. Then in the evening around five, I become sad because there is an obvious result that you are going to get at the house of Folk Fan, and that is <laughs> you are going to lose the game or you are going to draw. All right. <laughs> That's a nice way to set things off, and I like you really put us into everything. So let's just carry on with the flow. About two minutes ago, I was on the line with Kobe Jones, and one of the things we ended with was the fact that you know, the players are underperforming. And he indicated that when Matic came in, the players are performing. So why? And he put a question to me. Why is it that all of a sudden the players are not performing any longer? Suggesting that maybe Slavko might be a fault. Let's say in quotes. But with, but there are actually crucial and critical problems with Hearts of Folk. In, uh, ever since the club won that Premier League title and also the FA Cup, even last season... Has to not have a striker because Efrie Banier was getting the goals and grabbing all of the goals for the club. But even for Efrie Banier, he was doing most of it. If you check the goals, a greater percentage of it were from the penalty spot. So for a case like this, don't we think, or don't you think, no, our fans not being uh, too emotional and not looking at things objectively? Because in the last three games of House of Folk, I can tell you that the numbers are not readily available, but 
Hearts have missed about 10 goal scoring chances, and not less than five or four of them have been one on ones. Definitely, that cannot be the fault of the coach. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you say it cannot be the fault of the coach, then I don't know whom I should blame. Because when it comes to player development, the best, the first person you are going to mention the name is the coach. Yeah, the club. yeah, but Coach Ali, the coach of the club. but at a point in time, eh, when it, when a player hits a particular age, let's say 24, 25, it's 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 well known the development of players at that point in time. Like, there's no more room to to develop and grow. And if you look at the hard forward lines, about a number of them are 24 and in, in that age range. Coach, I I I don't know if you still believe in this statement that there is more room for improvement. There is more room for improvement. The issue is, if you go outside Africa, there are strikers who are 30 years and they are still banking in goals. I just made a check on Latan Ibrahimovic, who at age 35 was with Manchester United, banking 17 goals. So there is nowhere that people can make excuses out of age at 24. You know, even at age 24, 25, that is where a player is supposed to play his best football. And if you look at great players, they start well from under 17, 18, 19. At age 24, 25, they become unstoppable. Mention any great player and look at, apart from Brazilians who mostly start well and end, do not end well, at age 24, 25, you are being, you are being taxed to play the best of football because you are no more amateur. You are also not a developed player yet. You are, you are, you are in between your football ages. So if you have a striker who is 24 and cannot bang in goals, at what age do you think a striker should bang in goals? And this is the work of the coach. A coach who comes in and starts players. And is telling me he did not recognize how to focus was not having a goal scorer. So he needs to get a goal scorer. So I, the supporter, should, should go in and get him a, a, a striker or I should come to the training ground and train the players. It is, it is the fault of the coach. And you see, the, the tactics that he plays, they, 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 they take chances and they concede. So assuming you play a little bit defensive game because you know you are not scoring goals, the best option is to also not concede. But you concede more goals. Against Adriana, we conceded. Against Jim Tepsi, we conceded. Against even the game we played last year, against Olympics, we conceded. And we are not scoring goals. So whom should we blame? If you are not scoring goals, you should also not concede. I suppose had one of the best defensive setups in the Ghana Premier League. We have Konevi Adam, who was the champ. We have Dennis Kosa, who went to the champ tournament. We have we had Fatahumo Alassan. These people were part of Black Stars. And the coach comes in and says he doesn't like them, so he tags them. And at the end of the day, he replaces them with Division 2 players. These are the results you are going to get if you play Division 2 players. But, uh, no team in this world will replace a top player with a Division 2 player. Then it means you are becoming but, a, uh, uh, an academic team. Let me just hold you on a bit here, because... Your rivals, Kotoko, when they, uh, when they won last season, they signed a number of players from Division 2. They even signed his name. Uh, his name is not coming to mind quickly, but he's called, well, he was called Neymar. And he was, and these names were, apart from the other big names like Richard, uh, like Lamptey in midfield and uh, Dan Ladd in goal, in goal they, some of these Division 2 names did good for Kotoko. So where is it going wrong with Hertz? No, 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 this is the issue. Can you mention the number of matches Neymar played? His influence. I think Neymar. But that was because he got injured. He got like he he he, he, he sustained an injury. At the 
that was where you scored that fantastic goal. Neymar actually had nothing in the season. Look at the players they signed from Division 2. One or two players will be good. But you don't replace top players with Division 2 players. When you are, you know, how to put is to win a trophy. How to put is not a team like Betain. How to put is not a team like Brooklyn Chelsea. This is a team that wins trophies. Go into the world and see all the top teams that win trophies. Go out there and see the kind of players they recruit. El Ali wins the Champions League and comes to Ghana, come and buy your best player. Even if you go to Sudan, Al Hilal, Al Madrid, they come to Ghana, come to buy your best player. If there are certain teams they don't deal with Division 2 players, they don't deal with Division 3, they don't deal with Division 1. We are playing the league. Have you seen a Real Madrid team that's past Sergio Ramos and go in for a Division 2 player or a Division 1 player? Football, you see, football is not played with teenagers. Football is played with good players, quality players. That is one thing. When I listen to radio and people say, we have to give the kids the chance to play. Who told you we give kids the chance to play? When <laughs> this coach came to Barcelona, Xavi, he wanted to bring who? Lewandowski to strike for them. How old is Lewandowski? 33, 34 years. When Moreno took over Manchester United in 2016, he bought his Latin in How old was he? 35 years. Even his Latin in <laughs> Our, I, I don't know if you've lost him, but on, on that subject, on which uh, Coach Ali, are you still there? Hello? Right, seems like you've lost Coach Ali. Alright, we lost Coach Ali. I think his line dropped. Not, I think definitely his line dropped. But. We have on the line Mo Shaban, and let's let's just try and shift our focus a little bit because, and and focus on Kotoko because um I'm thinking Mo Shaban. Let me just get your first words. With all that's going on, as has at the moment, it seems like Kotoko, who have had let's say the peace of mind to train because the everything in the media is about how to work and this and that and that. Definitely, they are the front runners to live the President's Cup on Sunday, aren't they? Yes. Um if you look at the situation that is currently um, happening at the Heart of Oak Camp, you, you can probably think that it, it is going to be um, a smooth run for Kumasa and for Kotoko. But that has been the, the run in, in Heart and Kotoko. Usually when they are going to play, you will see one has issues, others having peace of mind. But at the end of the day, the one who is struggling finds their feet and then turn things around in the final minutes of the game. So it is something that is not good for a club like Hatsupuk. But honestly, if you look at it and you realize that Kotoko also have similar issues when the fans are also not happy with Seibuzebu. You know, after Hatsupuk parted ways with um, Samobudu after match day three, the fans were not happy. And the appointment of Slavko Matic, the fans were not happy as well with, with his appointment. But one thing kept them calm, and that was performance in the first five games. And clearly, if you take hard to folk and analyze them, you, play, you clearly see that even though they are struggling at home, their performance in away matches have been fantastic. They are currently the second best away team so far in the best part of Premier League. So the fans are not happy. And that's why it led to all these issues. And per report, I'm sure they don't want the coach. They don't have issues. Their worry is that they don't want Slavko Matic to be on bench 
against matters and to cotton. Amazing very well that since Lakomati took over, how to put 10 home games, they've won three, they've won five, and they've, they've lost twice. And that is not a good record. If you, are, if you want to win the league and you've won just three home games, that is a trouble. And if you, if you pick teams like Carrella United, Samatex, Legon City, They've all picked points against out of Fukadakas, possibly including the Olympics in the first round where the game ended 1-1. So, for sure, on on the face, you, you would say that Kotoko have peace, but on the day, it's the players who will deliver, and that might be different. I mean, how do folk players are feel to deliver? L- let's also be a bit <laughs> in their last games, missing chances here and there, and if you, if you go through their fan groups, on social media, the, the, the names just keep on going through and through and through. And, and fans are asking, what is this name? What is this player doing at my club? But I'm sure with what you said, they might give Coach Ali some reprieve. I'll come back to Coach Ali, who has rejoined us on the line. But for Kotoko, how are they going to take this? How, how should they take advantage? And where are the advantages going to lie for Kotoko? Mo Shaban. Well, if you pick Kumasi as Antikotoko now, I think they have a lot of advantage going into this game. One is stability. If you are going to play against an opponent who are not stable as at now, because it looks like um, Slavko Matic might not be on bench on Sunday, and that is going to fall on David Okulu, who is a former assistant coach of Kumasi as Antikotoko. He knows the team very well. And so they have an advantage. That is one tactically they have an advantage over their opponents who, who as at now, don't know who is going to beat them. And today, because of what happened, the team did not even train. And you know how important training is going to the super clash. And so that is the advantage Kotoko have too. Um, you don't know who is even going to start. And that is also an advantage for Kotoko. Because with Slavko Matic, you can predict the starting lineup. You know that Kunedriadom would pair with Robert Adosua if there is no injury. You know that Costa will start from the left side. If you go to the right side, you know he will give advantage. You give the the nod to Anani. It maybe probably he would consider someone income at the right side. You know Otanga will start. That is the probable uh, uh, Slavko Matic lineup. But if a different gaffer is taking over, that would be that would be more conflicting for Kumasas and Tikotoko. So that is also a disadvantage for them. How do they prepare? Because if it's Slav Kumasic is in, ta- in charge, you know that you have the home advantage because how to cook struggle at home. And you know that under Slav Kumasic, he will struggle in the first half and in the second half you will introduce about three, four strikers to be fabulous. So if you have a compact defense and you take the lead by one goal to zero, you are you are likely to beat out of Fukadakas possibly. But if he's not in charge, the situation might look very different. And that is why even though Kotoko have the advantage, they should not they, they, they shouldn't relax on it. They must work hard in order for them to pick up Adakas possibly. But if not for that, I think there might be a surprise based on the tactical change that would happen on Sunday. All right. So I'll come back to Moshe Ban for a thirty seconds uh, you know wrap on where he thinks objectively who's going to win but Coach Ali you're back on the line aren't you? Yes I'm back Alright so Mo Shaban um, you know he put out let's say a blueprint of how Hearts of Folk uh, looks, look like under Slavko Matic and if I remember correctly for about 6-7 games when Matic first came in Hearts of Folk were unbeaten they went unbeaten so 
we are running out of time with this conversation. So about in about I don't want to give you one minute thirty seconds. What did they all go wrong? The coach actually is not good. The appointment of Slavko Matic was, <laughs> wow. was, was a bad one. That is it. The coach is not good. Nothing went wrong. The coach is not good. And the starting of senior players also did not help because they didn't have replacement for these senior players this time. And that is where everything started being destroyed. Wow. It's just so straight. <laughs> I like that. So, 30 seconds each. Objectively, Mo. What's the call hearts on Sunday? Well, based on statistics, as a statistician, I will use statistics to predict my scoreline. 2020-2021, first leg ended 0-0. The second leg went for the team who was playing at home, out of Fook 1-1-0. The 2021-2022 season, the first leg ended 0-0. The second leg, Kotoko was playing at home, they won by 1-0. 2022-2023, the first leg ended 1-1. The second leg is being played at Heart of Fook's home. So statistically, um, I would say that Chatu Fook have the advantage of Akotoko based on data. All right, thank you, Mo. And Ali, you heard from Mo Shaban statistics. He spoke. You say Matic is not good and his home run is not yeah, good if enough. House of Folk, if, if House of Folk can win this game, they need a good coach. They need to meet Kotoko tactically and especially beat the midfield with defensive minded players. They can frustrate Kotoko and win the game. It is not something that it is difficult for them to repair the damage. They just need a player who can defend well to free Esso to do all his runs. And when Esso is free and they have someone like Utanga, Asofoku will win the game by a goal to nil or two goals to nil. Apart from that, anything less than this, Asofoku cannot win the game. All right, I'm, I'm so grateful for your time, guys. Enjoy your evening. Enjoy your Independence Weekend. has just flown by and so we are going to zoom by and change the gears to Formula 1 now so Paris let us stop at 5 we're stopping 1.1 behind Taken the chequered flag to win the Japanese Grand Prix.
Prix. A 30-second career win then for Max Verstappen. Same as Fernando Alonso. A second world title for Max Verstappen. He is champion of the world in 2022. shifted gears and now we are into formula one because after four months and some 73 days the sport is back testing is done the season's first and second practices are also done so it's time for the real deal red bull sergio perez you know he gobbled up the grid on the first attempt before fernando alonso responded in fp2 during us via the phone lines for analysis our kwabina foku f1 watch party convener in ghana hello kwabina how's everything doing I'm good. How are you? I'm great, and I'm sure you're waiting and, and sitting eagerly to see what Hamilton does. Yep, patiently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get back to you. And also on the line, I hope he's on the line. Okay, he's not on the line. So let's get right into everything now. Um, you know, and we're going to start on the on the tangent of Hamilton. But before I ask you anything, Kwabena, I want you to take a listen to this. We found out we're a long way off. So. Uh... We kind of have a, uh, kind of knew that a little bit in the test, but it's a big gap, and um, yeah, just I'm trying everything I can out there, but just it's, it is what it is, and so we're just going to try and work at it. Long run. We are a long way yeah. off. The first words of Hamilton. He finished yeah. tenth in the opening practice session before finishing eighth in FP2, and it's mm-hmm. not you know if he passes for Formula One. I, you're, you're big in there and it's not like practice and test really matter during the race but after what happened last season and also with George Russell um, telling Mercedes that they have to find more lap time ahead of Sunday <laughs> the, the British they, they have to be worried well <laughs> I still think Mercedes still have a lot to prove and look truth be told the Red Bulls are strong the Aston Martins are very, very strong. I mean, it shows what Alonso is doing and all that. But Mercedes, I still think, I mean, the first two or first two or three races is going to be a little bit complicated for them whilst they're still fighting the car and all that. But, um, look, what if these guys are playing mind games? You know, because they still claim that they've not released the full details of their car yet. You think they are sandbagging? Exactly. In a way. You know, but then again, I mean, the first two or three races will determine whether, for real, they really have issues that they can really work on. You know, but at least, for all you've seen, this guy is better than last year. No purpose in, you know, uh, in, I've watched FP1 and FP2. They're not really stretching the car out too much. You know, they've changed a lot from, from, the, from the testing days to now. You know, so, I mean, let's just see. All I can say is, the Red Bulls and the Aston Martins and Ferraris are very strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they are very, very true. strong. And they're going in for the kill. That's why it will be difficult for the Red Bulls this year to actually win uh, the, the title itself. But for maybe contacted championship, they make us edge the rest of the teams. But to win the, the championship itself, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to predict. 
I also have my reservations though about you know Ferrari's challenge because you know Charles Leclerc will be their front runner and he has his own problems. There are sometimes when he just switches off and it seems like he loses sight of what's ahead and and, and what's oh, at stake and he, all of that. Ferrari's major problem is reliability, and they're claiming that this trip they have a very good car. So when it comes to reliability, they're sorted. But we also in FP1 when Carlos Sainz was just playing around, you know, so. We wait to see. I mean, I, I, I'm just saying that I don't want to make too much of the Bahrain Grand Prix, even though it will determine a whole lot going um, forward in the season. Tomorrow's tomorrow's qualifiers is, is something that everybody's looking forward to. It will show us the capabilities of the cars on the grid. All right. And joining us on the line now is Prem Pet. And I'll come, I'm, let, let me get to him real quick now because Aston Martin, they are really raising some eyebrows. In this, I uh, know in preseason, and with Fernando Alonso and the Le Plan, we think there's something good coming from them when the, when the lights go out in Bahrain. And Red Bull and Ferrari themselves have admitted they are a bit, you know, what's the word? Cautious of them and cautious of how to approach Aston Martin. Prep, what have we made of them in the preseason and first test indicators? Well, for Aston Martin. 0.169 seconds is it's not bad for start for them. And I think they're going to pull a, a kind of a surprise in this, this season one and not get ahead of ourselves too quickly. Max Verstappen in and we saw it last when he got run and podium set. So I think it's early days yet to talk about who's going to have a good who's going to pull surprises. But with that being said, you can see that the test and the practices are set up for this. We know what to expect ahead of time. So um, the signs we've seen so far it just shows how prepared and how well prepared they are. Let's not forget, Alonso himself is a two-time world champion. So he's mm-hmm. coming with that kind of experience as well. So we need to be mindful. You never know. It's early days. But if anything should go, if anything should come back, we're going to see that on the first day and tomorrow, expecting a very much vision. All right. We have a lot to cover, but let me just do this too quickly. And Kwabena, I know very well there are, there are a lot of goodies to come from the F1 Watch Party this season as well. Last yeah, season, yeah, it, season, it concluded with, uh, you know, the team going to Abu Dhabi for the last race of the season, which also coincided with the World Cup. Was that planned? Was that intentional? I don't know. But what are the goodies to come in for this season? Well, this year is going to be amazing. You know, um, the first race is at Labadi. And guess what? The second race, we're actually going to the Mercedes showroom uh, at the CFO airport. We're actually watching the second race, the Saudi GP at the Mercedes Benz showroom. And the season is looking very good for F1 V party watching a bit. They're actually gearing up to do Las Vegas Grand Prix and the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix all together. Live? You know, because it's one week apart. So the guys are actually flying to Vegas, watch their Vegas GP, fly to Abu Dhabi, watch their Abu Dhabi GP before they come back to Accra. So this season is going to be fantastic. You know, with partners that we have F1 paddock partners coming on board who are, who are going to facilitate our members going to various Grand Prix across the, um, the, the, the world. And mind you, Formula E is coming to Cape Town this year. Formula E? I don't know if you know about that. Formula E is coming to Cape Town. Our partners with DSTV is actually having the, the media rights to that one as well. So it's interesting how the whole motorsport is now taking Africa serious. And we're just hoping that 
they will take that decision on hosting South the Africa? Um, F1 Grand Prix in Kedekilmani, um, the track in Ete. Okay. So we're, we're keenly waiting. But this year, we have amazing stuff coming up this year. And just so our wonderful listeners, descending listeners, don't miss out, how does how does an individual join the Formula One Watch Party? Oh, it's it's very easy. Just send us um, your your details on on, on on this particular number on WhatsApp. Just send us your details on 020-44-80300. 020-44-80300. And we'll add you to any of our platforms, get you on board. We're working on bringing in our book nuts the season. There's a lot coming up this year and we'll keep sharing that. Of course, with multimedia and media partners, we'll have the first information before anything else comes up. Alright, grateful for that. And let's just wrap up quickly because I'm sure listeners are also eager to, you know, get the race predictions. Let me start with Prempe. Which three drivers are finished on the podium for you this weekend? Uh, well, well, I'm looking at uh, Max. I'm not really Max out. Max Verstappen, first. Um, I'll go with Leclerc, second. And then we have um, Alonso third. And then if I can add a fourth, I'll go for Lewis Hamilton. All right. And Kojo? Um, okay. So for me, I'll just use the teams. There'll be a Red Bull, there'll be an Aston Martin, <laughs> and there'll be a Mercedes on the podium. You want to play safe? <laughs> <laughs> That's real I smart. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, brothers. I'm, I'm so grateful for your time. And thank you. And enjoy your weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend, too. Yeah, we can, bro. How to folk down, Formula One down. And I know I promised you a 15-minute snippet of Nathaniel Atos' interview with Mohamed Polo, but this show ends at 8 o'clock and we have only 9 minutes, so I'm sure you know where I'm heading. We can't do that 15 minutes, but what we can do for you is this. High and up, you know, high up the calendar this weekend. Arsenal, five point leaders of the Premier League table, Manchester City chasing. They are in behind. Both clubs play Bournemouth and Newcastle. Chelsea, goodness gracious. The Blues fans out there, I'm very sorry to remind you about this, but yeah, so then you take on Leeds this weekend. And reports coming in indicate that if Graham Potter loses this weekend to Leeds, it might be over for him at the club. Meanwhile, Liverpool and United. There's a very big one coming this weekend. Very good evening to you. Welcome to Old Trafford. About 90 minutes to go before kickoff. And yes, we're all. Glued to a scintillating Super Sunday for this match for a manic Monday given the high stakes for Manchester United and Liverpool.
Joining me for the analysis, Manchester United versus Liverpool. I have one from each end. Prince is a Red Devil fan, and I think I'm going to take away his name. He can't be Prince and be supporting Devils. Prince, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great as well. I'm great. And I don't know, how are you feeling? You know, your team, you just won the Carabao Cup, and you're staging comebacks left, right, and centre. Definitely, you, 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 you're licking your lips at the sides of this Liverpool team. Uh, I'm feeling excited the whole week and relaxed because as my my manager said, we are taking every game serious, so it's game by game. So we are looking forward to Sunday. We'll be joined very shortly on the uh, lines by Josiah, who is a Liverpool fan, just to make sure that I'm having the balance of everything. But Prince Anfield, Anfield is a ground which is renowned for only one thing. They know how to make teams, you know, fold up and forget how to play football. There are a lot of games which come on. There are a lot of uh, results which come on, uh, which come to mind quickly. Um, that Barcelona 4-0 and uh, Manchester City playing so defensively about two or three seasons ago. Your manager, Eriton, had, had something to say about it. I'll come to you very soon, but let's take a listen. I'm looking forward. Huh? I know yeah, the ambience, the atmosphere. It will be great. It will be hostile against us, and you know, we like it. It's of, of course a test, and but to be facing Liverpool, we're really looking forward. And I know uh, these players, my squad, my team, um, will be prepared and to to go, to go and fight, and to go with confidence. Uh, but we know that's going to be t- difficult. Uh, we know we have to suffer. We have to sacrifice to get a good result. Yeah, so Ericsson Hag, they're speaking about how Manchester United have to suffer this weekend to get this form of good results versus Liverpool. But one thing he's also spoken about so much this season is the mentality of Manchester United. You just don't know how to lie down. And definitely, you think that's going to sell you the goods on Sunday. Prince? Uh, yes, of course, because as today in his interview today, he was like, the next step we have to make on winning at Anfield. And we are winless for the last seven visit to Anfield. So the mentality we have this season, I think we can, and we will be able to win against Liverpool at Anfield this time. And uh, I don't know how, 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 okay, obviously, you're not so, let's say, is it confident about the results, but something has changed so much for Manchester United so far, as the season started, looking about how, looking at how you lost to Brighton and had very funny results when the season was very young. But now you're high and flying. What has been the difference? Definitely, they're going to mention Rashford. But beyond Rashford, what else is working for Manchester United currently? What do you think? I think the philosophy, of course, are the strategy to bring that consistently winning mentality to the players in now. Not making other players' decisions be a problem for the team. An example is Ronaldo's issue, making him on sit on the bench for a while. We also have the Maguire issue. Even the inform Rashford just said came to training late for a match. I think it was against Wolves after the World Cup. He was benched. 
because of the lateness. So I think everyone in the team has this mentality that we have to do something for the manager and we have to play for the bats. Right, okay. That's a difference. That's a difference compared to last season and our previous. Alright, okay. And with me in the studio is Wadud. He's gone he's going to help us understand Liverpool a little bit more because obviously this is not the Liverpool we know. And uh Yeah. They've just struggled consistently this season. They've, they've struggled so much. And names like Salah are not really getting the goods. You know, he's got a number of goals here and there, but it's not as consistent as he he's always been from the season's past. And some are saying it's because of the style of play of Klopp. The players are tied. Yeah. But there are new names in there. So With the likes of Gapo coming in. But looking at uh, Salah's form, I think he has set the standard so high. Because looking at his numbers, it's not really bad compared to the previous season. But it's because of the standard he has set, the previous standard, the goal king coming in and scoring 32 league goals and all. It's the standard he has set. And this season, looking at what Ellen Haaland is doing and probably Harry Kane, because Salah is not up there yet, it seems people are rising off. But I think he hasn't been so bad. It's just the team that is not getting their groove in. That is why. And so, why? Why Liverpool the way they are? Why are they not getting that groove? Because we know Liverpool, they are playing that heavy, uh, heavy, heavy metal, metal football, football, that rock and roll football. They and stop at nothing. But right now, they can't even face up to Brighton. And this is in, we are not, this is, we are not actually seeing the Genjen pressing from yeah. live mm-hmm. club side. And probably you can associate it with injuries. Because at the start of the season, he had injuries to Van Dyke, Diogo Jota, Luis Diaz. And right now, Jota is back. Femino is also training with the squad. So you can associate it a bit with injuries. But generally, I think they've lost... Some of his key players have lost their form, like Alexander-Arnold, uh, Andrew Robertson, even Van Dyke himself. And especially in the midfield, the spine of the midfield is very weak now. Looking at Fabino, Fabino of the olden days or previous seasons, right now, he's very, he's very off his colour. He's very weak right now. So I think some major key players in the team losing their form and coupled with like losing money too has led to this downfall of Liverpool.